Hello, queen, and welcome to the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser. This is where you get to take your CEO status to a whole new level. We are all about taking ownership of who you are now, how you got here, and why you want what you want. We heal, guide, visualize more than what you think is possible for you, and I teach you how to make it happen. We make the present to future journey fun, sexy, attractive, exciting, so that creating five-figure months is a no-brainer. It's possible. We do it, and we want you in our tribe. I'm so freaking happy you are here. Now let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser, and I have another special guest that I am very, very excited to introduce you to. My friend Laurel is on the podcast today. Hi, Laurel. Thanks for coming Hello. on. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm really excited to be here. I am so excited. Uh, Laurel and I actually are going through the pause facilitating breathwork training right now. And we are in the same pod, a group of like 10, 12 women. And we are actually pod partners. There's a lot of peas. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, yes. So we are partners in there. So, um, we've gotten to know each other really on a deep level really quickly, which has been awesome. Um, but Laurel, can you give us a quick intro of who you are, where you live, what you do? And then we'll get started. Beautiful. Uh, So I live in Southern Utah. My family are big mountain bikers. I married uh, in just a few months. It will be for 14 years. We've got three kids. And about seven years ago, I started my own company. And then right after that, found out I was a couple months pregnant with baby number two. So I founded my company while producing a child. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) that company is called Reflections Inside and Out. Our main goal is to help women love who they are inside and out. And so we work a lot with uh, body image issues. We work a lot with money and my favorite topic, intimacy. (laughs) Yes. And that I'm very, very excited to go in that Um, one. Like that's why I wanted Laurel to come on this podcast because I, I, we do these things called feelers in um, in our facilitator training, and that's where you really just get to tell the other person exactly how you're feeling and with the other person holding space for you. And I came to her and asked her um, intimacy stuff with me and Brad, and I was just like, okay, I need you to teach me more about this stuff. And then she went into it, and I was like, what the heck? What like you 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 everyone that's listening you will understand what I was feeling when she was talking to me, um because I was like I have never even heard of this and everything was making perfect sense but I had never heard it explained in such a spiritual and like royal goddessy way, and then I started putting them into practice and I was like okay tell me more, tell me more, because this is working. Brad even came up to me one day. And I think I told you this Mm -hmm. where he was like, something has changed and I don't know what, but I like it. And I'm like, "Hmm, wouldn't you like to know what I've been doing? (laughs) And it's something so simple. Yes. So simple and so doable and so easy. Like these are life-changing concepts that don't require life altering skills. Right. And it's just like one sentence that you're saying, one thing you're saying. So, um, I guess to get started, I going into this, um, I came to Laurel because I was saying, um, I'm not appreciating Brad as much as I want to. I'm having such a hard time, um, saying things out loud to him. I'm not feeling connected. And in my heart, I know that it's me. It's like, I'm, I'm wanting to say these things and show my appreciation and love, but when I'm in the presence of him, 
I can't. It's like, I'm like, it's just, it's just holding me back. And so then I feel frustrated with myself, which then I'm frustrated with him and where it's just like a mess. Right. So let's talk about sex. Sweet. Let's do it. Okay. So I know a lot of my listeners feel this, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter how long you've been married and there's different seasons where you're just like, I'm feeling like my partner is my, my roommate Mm -hmm. or not even that. It's just like, we just see each other in passing, but I'm feeling very miserable and I'm craving connection and I want it, but I don't know how. So that is probably the number one thing that people come to me, both men and women. Um, Somewhere we've adopted this ridiculous notion that men are simple-minded and that all they care about is sex. Mm. And and that is 100% not accurate. Men crave connection. It just so happens that their favorite way to receive it is through physical connection. Mm. And a big part of that is because men have been really, really shut down and they are not going to have long lengthy conversations like, like women would do. And so the first thing that I always tell everyone is you have to stop thinking that men are hairy versions of women that need to be fixed and taught manners. Mm, so good. Men are not hairy versions of women and women are not soft, squishy versions of men that talk too much. Mm. We are very, very different and we have very, very different motivators. And men thrive and feel connection when they know that they are trusted, when they are shown appreciation, and when they are treated with respect. Mm. And women thrive when we are allowed to be in pleasure, when we are allowed to feel alive and awake, and when we feel safety. Yeah. Everything a woman does, she does to make sure that she feels safe. It's why we go into people pleasing. It's why we go into perfectionism. It's why we go into permission seeking, especially with our partners, um, because they're the ones that protect us from the unseen dragon. And this is key. And I don't even think I told you this, but I, so I want to share this now because it came. Yeah. Um, women have this like ongoing, there's a dragon around every corner mentality, right? Mm-hmm. We are constant, we're small <laughs> and we're not as strong um, phys- physically. And so we are constantly like, who will protect us? <gasps> the person I love will protect me. But because women think that men are hairy versions of women, we think if he's mad at me, he won't protect me. Because when a woman is mad at her friend, she's like, eat her. Right. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Take her first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sacrifice her because I run faster. Right. And so we assume that men are the same way. And I invite every woman on this call to ask the man who has committed to her, even when you're mad at me, would you still protect me? And let yourself be pleasantly surprised by the answer. Yeah. Because when he will gasp and then he'll look at you confused and then go, of course I would protect you. Right. Mm. But that is why we do what we do. Because we're like, if you're mad at me, you won't save me. Mm. If you're not happy with me, you won't protect me. Yeah. Does this ring true for you? Yeah, it does. I'm like, (laughs) it's these simple questions that you keep throwing at me where I'm like, (laughs) and even phrases, like we'll get into the phrases too, but it's like, it like we have to, we have to take our projections and our thoughts about how they're thinking and feeling about us out because Mm -hmm. it's not like anything we've ever experienced, right? It's not with our friends. Like it's not how our friends think about us. It's not how our parents or kids think about us. It's this one person Mm -hmm. and it's so different than what you're expecting. Um, So I really want to I'm feeling, I want to talk about the freaking portal of heaven. Like that is okay. just, um, <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. Cause I just went to this 
conference this weekend and it's all, it was all masculine, feminine energy, how to release this masculine shield and live in the feminine. And I couldn't stop thinking about the portals of heaven. I'm like, take me as I am. I am a goddess here on earth. You may enter the portals of heaven. So I, and it was like, it was so, um, it came together so well for me after I learned from you and then going here. So can we talk about this? Yes. This is, this is actually why I started with this piece on trust because women without consciously knowing this, but we instinctively and subconsciously know that we are a protector of something that's very important. Mm. And a woman's body is a literal portal to source energy, to God, to heaven, whatever your word is. A woman's body is a portal to creation and source energy. And we know it is our sacred duty to protect it and to allow those who are worthy in. This is why physiologically, Women have a womb and men have a key. Yeah. And so the cool part about this is that, um, and without totally nose diving into this, but there's a reason why for all time and eternity, when women have been told that we're less than, or that we're not as important, um, we've gone, oh no, (laughs) no, no. I hold the gateway to heaven. Mm -hmm. I'm very important and I am worth protecting. And that womb space, I know a lot of women, oh, well, it's, it's almost like a consolation prize. Well, you don't have a, because you can have children. Mm. And it's like my ability to produce a life isn't actually what makes me a portal to heaven. Having a womb space, whether that still has a uterus, whether that has had hysterectomy, whether that has had cancer, whether that has had assault or abuse, you still have this beautiful portal to source energy. And that is where women use their creative energy. Mm-hmm. And we never get, well, I shouldn't say this way. As long as we stay connected to our body, we have a limitless ability to create. So here's another one of those phrases. If you can shut a woman down sexually, you can disconnect her from her creator. And can if you, you say can that, sh- say that again, because that was, that was, <laughs> that was really good. If you can shut a woman down sexually, you can mm-hmm. disconnect her from her creator. How do you do that? How will you know if you are shut down sexually? Um, first, you have any kind of shame around your body. Mm-hmm. This is why um, body shaming women is so effective in keeping us feeling small and insignificant. So your body is what we use to listen to source energy. And we don't listen with our ears. We listen with our heart. Mm. We listen with our sensation. How many of you have ever received an answer because you got goosebumps and it was undeniable? You're like, yes, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you have a visceral, physical reaction. Yeah. Or or in the negative, someone's talking to you and you're like, stranger danger. And all the hair stands up on the back of your neck and you're like, I have to get out of this situation right now. Yeah. So when a woman doesn't listen to her body or her body's sensations anymore, she feels very lost and she feels very confused. Mm. And the reason why it's tied to her sexuality is because we all come from sex. That's how humans are created. So when you have shame around sexual experiences, you have shame around the fact that you exist because of it. And if you will not heal your relationship with sex and intimacy, no matter how many declarations you do, no matter how much breath work you do, no how many psychologists you go see, until you heal your relationship with sex and intimacy, you will never feel like you are enough. How do you know? You know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the women who they're just in it, right? Like you don't, you don't know what you don't know, Yeah. but they're feeling like. I don't enjoy sex. I never have enjoyed sex. Um, And all of this is a gut punch so far. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then on the other side too, right? Like I've never touched myself before. So what women are thinking, right? Like I, how, how is this other person supposed to know what feels good for me if I've never done that? And there's so much shame behind that. Very much so. And it's interesting because I have studied scripture of all religions. Um, I, I, 
have a religion and I am Christian, but I love studying other religions. And it's fascinating because there are scripture after scripture after scripture and um, theology after theology about how men, men are not supposed to masturbate. And this is uh, both a physiological, but also an energetic or spiritual thing. Men as a gift surrender a portion of their life force to their lover, which is why they're not supposed to masturbate because they are not giving that life force to anyone or anything. It is a waste of their life force. (laughs) I know I'm feeling this right now. I know people are going to be like, no, they're going to feel very angry. (laughs) I know. So just, if you're listening and you feel this, just breathe. Like I understand and take, yeah. And take, take from this, what feels good to you, but also be open to like, okay, what is, what, what's triggering something right now inside of me and just get curious. Okay. (laughs) Totally. I feel it. (laughs) Cause here's, Here's um, something that, because I've had a lot of clients say this, they're like, oh no, I encourage my husband to do that because then he leaves me alone. Yeah. Okay. So that is where the difference between intimacy and sex comes in. Mm. Because here's the other piece to this. Nowhere have I seen that women are not allowed to do that. Women are actually encouraged to live in pleasure to live in arousal because arousal is not just sexual arousal, but just being aroused means that you're aware of your surroundings at a very heightened level. Think about when you are in sexual arousal, all of a sudden you smell more, you taste more, you touch more, you, everything is heightened. Well, if you can get a woman to fill and be in a state of arousal outside of the bedroom, She's more aware and her spiritual gifts open up. She's opened mm. and reconnected to that pleasure portal, to that, that gateway to heaven, to creation energy. So there is a big difference between men needing release because they're emotionally constipated mm-hmm. and a woman standing up for herself and saying, I am not your garbage can. Mm. So I'm going to explain something spiritually for just a second on an okay. energetic level. Women's bodies physiologically have the ability to release and detoxify literally from the inside out. And we have been taught to hate that we have a period. Yeah. And yet it is a cleansing. Right. <laughs> it it's, takes, it it's takes a healing and a cleansing. It, yes. It takes everything that your body goes, we don't need any of this. And it removes it from you internally. And every time you have sex with a partner, you absorb physiologically, energetically, and emotionally what they deposit in you. And women are tired of being a garbage can. Yeah. So when this is in a beautiful place, when this is in a a space of beauty and intimacy, she willingly allows the release because she gets a vitality from it and knows that her body will cleanse. But when a woman hates her period, she's like, I don't want to go through this. Right. And I'm not doing this for you. And this is why some women, like they have sex and he's like, I'm going to have such a good day. And she's like, I started out having a good day, but now I hate you all. And it's not, it's not her anger. It's not her frustration. It's not her bitterness. And so I do tell women, I'm like, when you are first healing and you're first starting with this and you're first trying with this. Um, just kind of put an energetic condom on your partner. (laughs) How do you do that? Just in your mind, like imagine that you're putting just this beautiful golden light filled condom that's filled with light and love and healing and energy. So you don't have to absorb any of his emotional Mm. crap. Yeah. It's definitely like putting up a a protection shield Mm -hmm. and you can still enjoy it and you can still love it and you can still be present with him. But these are some of the main reasons why women are like, I hate intimacy. One, they don't know their own bodies well enough to enjoy it. Two, they have a lot of misconceptions about their body and its ability to feel pleasure. So they think something's wrong with me if I can't orgasm through penetrative sex. Right. Well, physiologically, only 33% of women actually have the proper anatomy proportions to orgasm during penetrative sex. 
we have a clitoris and it's on the outside, not the inside. Yeah. So I joke and my husband knows I tell people this, so he won't get mad, but I tell people all the time. My rule has been since we started having sex with each other. If you don't ring the doorbell, I don't open the door. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) He is totally fine with that because masculine, empowered masculine thrives on pleasing the feminine. Yes. The problem is they've gotten it wrong so many times. <laughs> yeah. But they're now wounded. So right. when you have an ignorant woman who doesn't understand or know her own body, she thinks that she has to be something that she's not in bed with a man who's like, I have tried and I have tried and I have tried and I know you're faking it. Yeah. So that is a betrayal of trust. Um, for him. And so you get into this situation where it's, it's meant to be beautiful and it's meant to open your pleasure portal, your, your portal to creation energy that lets you and your partner tap into source energy, limitless ability to create and manifest together. And it takes this beautiful sacred experience and turns it into the equivalent of taking out the garbage. Yeah. So I know that, um, like this all makes sense to me, but I'm thinking of like the person who is, they're just miserable in their sex life. And it's, and she's feeling like we keep hearing, you have to know your body in order for you to tell your partner what you like. But then we were taught if you touch your body, you will get in trouble. That is 100% a lie. Right. And it's a lie now. So how do you get out of that mentality? Right. Like Mm. even in our, like in a Christian religion, you're, Mm -hmm. you're taught wait until you're married. And then we're expected to, to know know, and to turn on the switch of like, Ooh, now I'm a sex goddess the second I get married. And we're like, but we've been told our whole life, like you're going to get in trouble if you do anything. And so how do you get move into that and allow the space for shame to be there? I don't know. You know, it's, it's so, yeah. So first, um, there's a difference between shame and guilt. And I, I'm going to come from a Christian perspective on this because it's the easiest way to explain it. Okay. Um, when you go all the way back to the beginning of time, when shame was actually brought to this earth, shame was brought to this earth by the adversary. Adam and Eve ate from the tree. They now knew they were naked and Satan said, hide. The only purpose of shame is to hide our eternal divine identity from God. Mm, that, that's good. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. Wow. So there is a huge difference between shame, which hides us from God, which keeps us in our anguish, which keeps us feeling unsupported, which keeps us feeling like we need to stay hidden. Mm. versus guilt. Guilt is that thing within us. It's actually a gift. Guilt is that thing that makes us go, hmm, that was a bad life choice. I should probably make another. Right. There's compassion there in the guilt. <laughs> guilt is actually the thing that turns us back to forgiveness, back mm. to love. Guilt is the thing that makes us go, are you kidding me? Yeah. I need to change this. I need to fix this. I need to do something better. Guilt does not ever involve uh, hiding. Shame does. And the other thing with shame that's really important to understand, shame is something that's put upon us by someone else. Anyone who's ever been a victim of abuse feels shame because their abuser in a shameful act forced that on that, on that person. Mm, So the first part of this for so many women is to recognize that the shame you've been carrying has never been yours. Oh, the shame you've been carrying has never been yours. How do you release that? Uh, If you want a quick way, (laughs) I actually tell people, I'm like, get a piece, get a piece of paper and just write a letter write a letter to God, write a letter to yourself, write whoever needs the message that says Mm -hmm. F you, this was never mine to begin with. You had no right to treat me this way. And Mm -hmm. we we've been shamed for not just sexual things, but you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. I can't believe you would treat someone that way. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I triggered something in you and you don't want to face it in yourself. So you're telling me I should hide who I am. 
Mm, yeah. So any time, just make a list. I have been shamed for this. I felt shame for this. Da-da-da, write it down. Yeah. And then burn it. Literally release it. And this is a key thing is that if you actually let your brain see how easy it is for that to be destroyed emotionally, it, it comes easier. And then I, I would, I would encourage you to do some kind of breath work, some kind of movement, some kind of, I tell people all the time, go to a thrift store, go to Salvation Army, um, buy $20 worth of crappy plates mm-hmm. and a tarp from Walmart, go to a parking lot and smash all the plates onto the tarp, mm. smash them, destroy them. Let the plates be broken and know that you never have been. Wow. And pick up the tarp and throw it in the garbage. You have to clean up after yourself. <laughs> yeah. Clean up after yourself. But no, mm. you've never been what was broken. It was other people shoving their wounds onto you. So that's a big part of this. So what this looks like in a relationship, though, is one, acknowledging that. Um, I have been to every woman has been taught things about her body that are untrue. And this is, I have a 10 year old daughter and uh, two, I have a seven and three year old sons and we use regular names for our body parts. Yes. That's been a huge thing in our family too. So, and this is my, my thing behind it. If you can talk about an elbow because it has a purpose and a function, why can't you talk about a vagina and a clitoris and a penis and testicles that have a very sacred purpose? Yeah. And so we have to stop shaming our own body parts or having embarrassment around them. So when women are like, I need a step-by-step with this Laurel. Okay. First step, say the word vagina, (laughs) say the word clitoris, A, a woman's like actual physiological genitalia is not just a vagina. A vagina is a hallway. It is called a vulva. (laughs) The package is the vulva. Yes. It's everything together. Everything. And, and so just get familiar with saying the words out loud that in and of itself is going to help you clear shame because some of us were told we don't say that word. We don't, we didn't even know what the word was until we hit fifth grade and we had to sit through the maturation program. And we're like, what are they showing me? What is that a picture of? I have that. Yeah. So this is you just first getting a verbal connection to your body. This is what my body parts are called. Mm. Then I would actually, so here's like easy level, like find an anatomy book and look at the diagram of what your body parts are. The more intimate part of this Look at yourself in the mirror. I was going to say that. Grab a mirror and take it down there. Like actually yes. look. And for like just logistically, the easiest way to do that is to get a full length mirror and sit on the floor in front of it. Yeah. Because if you're trying to stand, you're going to be like all weird and drop the mirror. And yeah. <laughs> just sit down. But just sit down and look. Yeah. Just look and see how beautiful your body really is. And here's. And I, I say this to women all the time. You realize that there are more people who have seen that part of your body than you have. Isn't that crazy? Like your husband is more familiar with what your pussy looks like than you are. Yeah. And it's your body. And it's your body. So the starting part of this, name it. Name it. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Get familiar with it. We have a better memorization of someone's Facebook circle that's the size of my thumbnail than your own anatomy. Wow. So say it, look at it, touch, get familiar. And you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to touch. You do touch. How do you wipe? (laughs) Right. You touch, you touch. And so this like, Just like you would touch your elbow, just like you would touch your fingers, just like you would touch your face. Stop thinking that that part of your body is disgusting, wrong, evil, sinful, bad, gross, whatever your current story is. It is a part of your body. It is a very sacred part of your body. 
It is a part of your body that is actually wanting to be worshipped by you and by your lover, but you won't give them the chance. Have you joined us in the Aligned Experience yet? It's my new monthly membership that I specifically designed for those of you who are ready, really ready to feel your experience in alignment. We figure out what alignment feels like in your life and what it feels like to be out of alignment and use those tools so you can have the exact relationships, business, connection, home that you desire so badly. We use breathwork, coaching, and crazy inspirational calls where you will walk away feeling on fire. You'll know exactly what to do next and walk away with the energy of excitement and full inspiration. We're talking about everything in the aligned experience. It doesn't matter where you are in your alignment journey. If you feel called to deepen this practice of knowing what it feels to be in and out of alignment, this is the place for you. We talk business, relationships, wealth, health, and everything that you desire in your own power, and we claim it in there. I just help you get it quicker and faster using alignment in breathwork, coaching, and inspiration calls. If you want more information on the Aligned Experience and the experience that so many women are having in there, head over to the show notes and click on the link. We would love to have you join us in the Aligned Experience. I love this because I, I'm going to, um, I'm thinking of you talking about the adversary and telling Adam and Eve, go and hide, you are naked, right? And it's like, we know our bodies, but then like the most sacred part of our bodies, we are hiding. Like the most powerful, magical portal that is what the adversary is saying hide because it is the most royal the most sacred part it is your divine identity yeah and and I tell women all the time I'm like you are the gateway and he has the key and if you constantly let him kick the door down and you're ha- I call it sandpaper sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where you're we all, like, we all can, we all <laughs> probably know, know what that is. All women know exactly when I just, uh-huh. I'm like, don't stop having sandpaper sex. Like uh-huh. if he hasn't rung the doorbell, if you have not first received pleasure. Yeah. And here, but here's some of the, the mind things. Well, he doesn't last that long. Well, then that, because women are like, well, well, I just take so long. <laughs> well, then tell your pussy. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to feel pleasure for a sustained amount of time. Yeah. She is doing you a favor. Mm. She takes a long time as a thank you, as a you're welcome. Whoa. Yeah, that's good. Because women thrive on pleasure. And when we are at peace and we are filled with joy and we are filled with pleasure, we create people, resources, and money in limitless amounts to come to us. Yeah. When women are radiant and they're turned on, we are magnetic to the things that we desire. Totally. And when a woman is shut down and she's completely disconnected from her body parts and she does not see herself as a sacred vessel, as a literal gateway to God and all of his source energy. Then we rely on everyone and everything else to provide for us. And it doesn't go well. Right. So in in a practical relationship, mm-hmm. things that will help with this. First, talk to your partner and ask them, even when you're mad at me, will you still protect me? Love that. And as he giggles and goes, of course I would. <laughs> Let that sink in. The next part of this is you have to start rebuilding trust. Mm. And a big part of this, and this is a healing part for both of you, when you feel unsafe and you feel unprotected, women get controlling, they get bossy, they get micromanaging, and he will try to please you by loading the dishwasher 
and you will then go after him and reload the dishwasher. Yes, because reaffirming that he got it wrong. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, and you just said, I don't even trust you with the dishes. How am I supposed Mm. to trust you to protect me and provide for me? And then he goes into, I'm worthless. Mm. That hurts my heart. (laughs) Because every woman who's listening to this is is slapping herself Mm. in the forehead going, I've done that. I've done that. Okay. And then, oh, and then you involve children and you're like, can you get the kids dressed and ready for the day? Oh no, I didn't already set out their outfits. Is he, are they going to match? Who cares? Are they dressed? Mm. Are they protected? Yes, they may. Sh- my, I call it superhero style. When my husband forgets to do the onesie up after changing their diaper until he puts the pants on. So he just does the onesie up on top of the pants. And now yeah, they look like sense. they're in a superhero outfit. <laughs> For him, it's efficiency. For me, it's mm-hmm. embarrassment. <laughs> so yep. he is so proud of the way that he dressed that baby and changed their diaper. And if I go back and fix something that doesn't actually matter. I'm telling him, I don't trust you. And I don't appreciate what you just did for me. Yeah. I'm thinking of, um, when you're talking about, and I, I know this to be true when I'm in my body, I'm attracting everything I want. Like all my desires are coming into my reality when I'm in that. And so it's interesting that I, like sexual arousal you, the second it it happens, you are aware of what, of your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, it's like running into a wall, right? Like you hit your funny bone. You're like, oh my gosh. Right. I'm so aware that I just, I'm so aware, but that part, that sacred part, when you're sexually aroused, all of a sudden, now you are aware of your body. That's the moment when things start coming in because you are Mm -hmm. so in your body. Yes. Yes. And that's how we're supposed to be living. That's living in the feminine. Yes. That is, I call it living tuned in and turned Mm -hmm. on because when you're tuned in, you're tuned into your body and you're turned tuned into source energy and inspiration. And when you're turned on, you know, when to take inspired action and when to let go, when to delegate, Mm -hmm. when to ask for help and support. Um, and that, that is the main thing that I teach women is, is how to live tuned in and turned on, how to reconnect with your body, how to, to love her and accept her. Um, that's as we're talking about this, that uh, on all my pages, I call myself the divine feminine enchantress mm-hmm. because I know of my divinity. I live in that empowered feminine energy and it is an enchanting, beautiful, pleasure-filled life. Yes. But when everything you do is based on survival, nothing about it is filled with pleasure. No, it's miserable. And some women are having what I call survival sex. If I keep you happy, you will protect me. Mm. And there's no connection. There's no intimacy. There's, there's a sexual experience and it may, you may even orgasm, but there was no intimacy. And, and this is actually when women have intimate connections through sexual experiences, we crave it more than men do. Women love to be in pleasure. When you are in healed, empowered, feminine energy, we thrive on passion, pleasure, and desire. Oh, yes. I'm a yes to all of that. (laughs) Because I know what it's like to not live in that. And there's still moments where I, I get into that, but because I know this, yeah. It's like, oh, like there's no problem here. I'm just missing the pleasure part, right? Like, so let me tap into that because I know that's what I need. But for a lot of the listeners, they're, they haven't learned that part yet. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, um, what would you say to someone who is, is craving that connection? They feel like they can't appreciate their partner. Um, like... They want to say, I'm going to turn that question around to you. What was it that you started doing that your Mm. husband went, what are you doing? What's different? I haven't even told him. So I don't, I I don't think he listens to the podcast, but (laughs) I haven't even told him what I've been doing. And it's so silly, but it friggin' works. And he sees Mm -hmm. it is every time he comes home from work, I say, thank you for going to work today. Mm -hmm. and. 
Laurel told me this. She's like, he's going to look at you and like, what the hell? Like, um, you're welcome. Right. But, and so it feels very uncomfortable at first. Uh, and I actually start doing it throughout the day of like, Hey, thank you for working. Thanks for working today. And then when he comes home, I'm like, Hey, thanks for working today. And now it's just a, you're welcome from him. Mm-hmm. And that was the shift. Mm-hmm. Even if it didn't feel completely energetically filling for me to say it, it did. It, it, it does. It does. Like mm-hmm. it's just a, because the masculine is to protect and provide and provide. And so the masculine energy craves appreciation. So this one phrase completely changed everything. Thank you for working today. And all of a sudden the masculine feels seen and appreciated Mm -hmm. just by these words. Yep. And, and here's why appreciation is different than gratitude. Gratitude is kind of like, I'll take what I can get and be happy about it. Appreciation, when something appreciates, that means it continues to add value. Mm -hmm. So when you say to a man, thank you, I appreciate that you go to work. I appreciate that you try to change the diaper. I appreciate you are literally telling them you add value. Mm. You as a human add value to my life. And he goes, sweet. She wants me to stick around because as insecure as we are about them leaving, they don't believe that they are needed. And we give them so much evidence that says they're not needed. Right. So when we say you add value, thank you. Thank you for going to work. Thank you for helping with the dishes. And this is why women's, and I can even hear it. Well, I never get a thank you. I know. I know. I feel that. I know you never get a thank you, but that's not actually what you want to be thanked for. Mm -hmm. Women want to be thanked for creating connection and stability and support. And we want to be thanked for allowing someone to have access to our body. We want to be thanked. And I told my husband this, I said, I appreciate that after we make love, you say, I love you. It would actually mean more to me if you would start to say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Because my body, married, still mine. Yeah. Still my body. Married, yeah. still mine. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you start saying thank you? And he's like, yeah. He said, and mean it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting me have access to God. Thank you for letting me into your body. Thank you for literally letting me in. Yeah. And it has completely changed. And I started saying things. So here's the second phrase. So one of the phrases is thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Here's the other phrase. I trust you. I started saying that when you taught me that. It was like, and you know what's interesting is Brad's always asking for my opinion on things. Mm-hmm. And I, my past Aaron, before I learned this, would get so frustrated because I'm like, and because I know it's human design, I'm like, you are a generator. You have gut instinct. You know the answer. Don't ask me what I think because you already know the answer. So when Laurel taught me this and he asked my opinion, I say, you decide I trust you. And the conversation stops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it, it just ends. And it literally just ends. Like it would have just gone on forever. Cause I already know he has the answer and I get into that with him. And then it was just like, yeah, you know what? I don't know, but I trust you. And then he just walks on his merry way. Cause he already has the answer inside of him, but he needed his attaboy. Need it. He needed that. He needed that validation. Yes. It's like a woman saying, how do I look today? She wants you to say absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah. So they want trust and appreciation, which garners respect. Mm. And so you, you automatically get the third thing that men thrive off of. If you show trust and appreciation, 
And so here's, and this is the thing that I tell a lot of women. So if you're like, but I don't, I don't trust him for me to go away and have a weekend with my girlfriends and leave him alone with our two kids. I don't trust that he'll feed them. Then that's not where you start. (laughs) Right. You, you start by saying, Hey, can you pick this up at the grocery store? And when he says, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous. You go, I trust you. But here's the piece that the women need to let go of. The way he does something will not look like the way you would do it. But if the end result is the same, it doesn't matter what the process was. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. So one of my rules when I am working with my husband or my boys is avert your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Look the other way and just wait until the finished product and you will be pleasantly surprised more than you are horrified. Yeah. So I guess a great question where you could ask yourself is, is the result what I wanted, what I asked for? And if Mm -hmm. it's a yes, then you don't get into it. Yeah. You just, you let the whole thing go. You don't have to think about it. Don't know how you got there. It doesn't matter. Women spend a lot of time in overwhelm because our brains think of everything and nothing at the same time where men's brains are very singular focused. And this is actually a physiological thing. There's a membrane in between the hemispheres and in men, it's quite thick, which is why they're singular focused. Mm -hmm. And in women, it's very thin, which is why we think of everything and nothing at once. We do not focus. And it actually takes a great deal of energy for a woman to focus. Even right now, you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking of all, you're listening, you're actively listening, and you're also making a list of all of the things you need to change for this information to take root in your life. And you also have an ongoing grocery list. And you're driving the car. (laughs) And you're driving the car. Making sure that you get all of the right stops that your children the kids are piling in from school. Yes. <laughs> so when I say a woman thinks of everything and nothing all at once, I'm not exaggerating. And I also want you to know, um, my husband asked me once, he's like, but that's not true during sex, right? You, you can concentrate during sex. And I'm like, no, that's why when we're done, I have a whole list of things that I do. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So no, we don't shut this off. We don't. Um, but when you can give tasks away and then avert your eyes and not care how the task gets done, this is when you get really clear on what it is you want. Mm. And this is why I say women thrive on desire. Desire is not the same thing as want. Right. Desire is Latin for the father. It literally means the father. So when your heart's desires are, when you follow your heart's desire, you are actually getting inspired action. Wow. So when women follow their heart's desire instead of their head's confusion, (laughs) we get inspired action and your pussy and your heart are connected. And when you shut one off, you shut the other off. And then you start to take action and you and your head goes, we should do it this way. And you leave your body. And then you're like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And now you're procrastinating. Right. Um, Or you get into perfectionism and you're like, I have to do it right the first time. Mm. And then you go into, I call it the pop cycle. You go from perfectionism into overwhelm. And then you go into procrastination. And then you procrastinate to the point that you go back into overwhelm that then puts you back into perfectionism. And I have to hurry and get this done. And now I'm overwhelmed again. So now I'm going to procrastinate. And the way to get out of all of it is to do things in pleasure filled. So here's kind of my test and what I would invite you everyone to do. If you are starting to do a task and your body literally gets heavier. Mm. So this is where you have to get back in here with your body. And if I were to say, if if you're like, oh, I've got to get the dishes done and you feel your body go, yeah, that's a no, that's a no, that's a, it can wait. Wow. It can wait. So then what do you do once you notice that? Uh, So I either say who is willing to help me. Okay. Or I ask myself, why do I want the dishes done right now? It's usually fear of rejection. If someone comes to my house and sees dirty dishes in my sink, then they'll think I'm a horrible person and then they won't love me. Mm -hmm. 
and yes, it really does happen that quickly. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it really does. So I ask myself, is this actually my heart's desire? Do I care? If someone were to walk in my house and decide that I'm a horrible person because my dishes aren't done, is that someone that my heart desires to have in my life? No. So later that day when I have energy, I've just eaten a meal. I happily, lightheartedly do the dishes. Yeah, I'm thinking too because I, I I feel that. And I think I probably do this naturally now where if it does get that way where I'm like, I just, I can't get to it. But my heart's desire is to have it done because I know what it feels like to to have it done, right? For my future mm-hmm. self who wants it done. Um, stepping away and breathing. Yes. And just get like, this is what I want. Let's just breathe into it. Create some space to just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. But you get into your body. And here's the different piece to that. One is a a human doing, a human doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. One is a human being. I am a being of order and Mm -hmm. order brings me peace. So I, it is my heart's desire to do the dishes right now because I love having a house of order versus I have to get these dishes done so that I'm not rejected from society. Yeah. There's such a contrast there. I can see it. Such a huge difference. And, and this is the same for when you're having, um, those moments with your husband is sex a to do. Yeah. This will provide me safety and assurance even for a short amount of time. Because it's not, there's no connection for him either. So then he's going to come at you again and be like, can we do that more often? I'm trying to gain connection with you. Mm. Can I please you? Do you trust me? Do you appreciate me? Versus if you embody pleasure and connection, then you slow the experience down and you have the conversation that says, I would really love to make love to you. And so we need to redo and rethink how we're doing this. And I, I get that you will be, but here's the thing. I have yet to have a client come back and say, my husband was so frustrated that I asked him to, to not go in me until I orgasmed. Not one woman. They've all been like, it's a challenge. Challenge accepted. I will try for hours to please you because now I know you want me to. Well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. But a woman has to be out of her head and into her body. So this is why I say first name it. Mm-hmm. Just start actually calling your body parts what they are. Name them. Look at them. Touch them. Get familiar with them. If you are in a place of healing and you can do what I call as a pleasure practice, explore your own body. Find what you like. Do and then allow him to find the way to do it. Oh, I love um, and and be this is where women, so many women find their voice in bed. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And the easiest way to do that, because if you're not someone who can be like, uh, a little to the left, <laughs> right? No, Harder, I don't softer. like that. Yeah, right. because you're like, oh, that's talking dirty, then don't talk. Yeah. Men are so aware of your breath patterns. So part of naming it, looking, touching, and then open up your vocal cords. And I call it a meaningful moan. Yes. So when you are eating your food and it tastes so good, allow yourself that. Mm. I think I've actually been doing this the whole podcast episode. (laughs) I'm like, mmm. I really am. I have been doing that. That's so funny. And you're actually, if you were to check in right now, because there's so much truth in what you're hearing, your body is in a state of arousal. Your senses are heightened. You're even like, your breasts are probably a little bit fuller. Like you are in a heightened state of arousal. You hear all the sounds, you see more, your, your mouth has been creating more saliva and it's not sexual arousal. It's an awakening. It's so good. And so I tell women, 
practice the meaningful moan outside the bedroom so that you can be honest with it inside the bedroom. Mm. When you smell, I'm a, I am a tea drinker, but I know so many people drink coffee. When you smell it, allow yourself the, mm. Mm. Now I'm way too aware of it. I literally everything like the last 30 seconds, I'm just like, oh, that is so good. <laughs> and the other, because here's the thing. As soon as you mm, in bed, he's like, found it. So it has to be meaningful because as soon as you stop, if you hold your breath, he will pause because he's like, is that a good hold? of breath? Is that a bad hold of breath? Are you in pain or are you in pleasure? He is so aware of the way you breathe, Mm. the sounds you're making. You don't have to talk to give him directions, but you have to know that you have words and that they matter and you need to start rebuilding trust. Yeah. So when he asks, do you need help? And you say, yes, I could use help with this. Well, how do you want me to do it? Unless you have a specific process that will cost you money if it's not done in a certain way, you say whatever you think, not whatever you want, because what he wants is to please you. Yeah. Whatever you think, I trust you. And avert your eyes. (laughs) Because he will not do it the way you think it should be done. And that's okay. But he is trying to please you. Your job is to remind yourself that you are allowed to live in pleasure, that you are allowed to receive. Women are natural receivers. We are not natural givers. A woman cannot give anything without first receiving. She cannot give life without first receiving sperm. Her body cannot create milk unless it has first received nutrition and liquid. Mm. We are not natural givers. We are natural receivers. And ladies, it is time you start reminding yourself you are allowed to receive pleasure and passion and live your heart's desire. I'm receiving that right now. That's a yes, I'm receiving. That is your divine nature. Mm. You are a strong warrior. You are a defender of creation energy. But creation energy and sexual energy are the same energy. And when you have shame around one, it cuts off your ability to create the life you desire. So heal that energy. That's so good. I think that's a perfect place to to end because I know that they've everyone just has learned so much, so much. Um, so where can people find you? What are you working on right now? What programs are you offering? Great question. Um, first find me on Facebook, uh, reflections inside and out, or if you want to be in my, where I do all my Facebook lives, mm-hmm. if you go into groups, it's body mapping with Laurel Okay. and I have all sorts of free content in there. I have a YouTube channel. You can find me on YouTube. So find all the free stuff you can find. But for those who are really ready to, to deep dive into healing their feminine energy, to find a way to live in safety and in trust, I do have a year long mentoring program called the year of you journey. Mm-hmm. And it is all about a year of you. So that is something that I will um, give Aaron the link to so that we okay. can share that. And if it feels good, then trust that. And, and that's, I'm not a big sales pressure person. The people that are, the women that are ready to give themselves a year of themselves, they find their way to it. Yeah. They know. Yeah. They know. They'll know. know. And, and I just, I hope that this is a podcast you listen to over and over and over and you get what you need out of this to, to heal, to know that you are a divine being of creation. I know I will listen to it over and over again, especially with all the tools that you've just thrown at us. So thank you so much, Laura. I'm just so grateful for the work that you do. Thank you. All right. Bye friend. Thanks, Judy. Let us know you love this episode by writing us a review, share it on Instagram, and make sure you tag me coaching with Erin 
so that I can message you back and connect with you. If you want to receive my new episodes weekly, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And like always, thank you, Queens, for being here, being you, and owning what you want. Life is so fun with you. I'll talk to you next week.